beautiful. It's gonna be an all time of the night. Alright, Rome, I got something for your ass. What are we driving? Welcome back to the Fast Five Minute Podcast, a show all about the idiotic film series, The Fast and the Furious. Um, this week, we are discussing the worst reviewed of all the movies, Too Fast, Too Furious, specifically Minute 30 to 35, because we're on Episode 7 of Season 2. My name is Stone, and the bigger, blonder one of the two <laughs> is also here, and his name is Guard. That's what I like to be called. Uh, thank you, Stone, for <laughs> using my preferred pronouns. Uh, nomenclature. Bigger, blonder. Bigger and blonder. Mm-hmm. That's a sequel to my autobiography. <laughs> bigger and blonder. Guard, guard to bigger and blonder. <laughs> hey, Guard, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Um, we're recording on what happens to be a payday, so that's tight. Oh, shit. It was a payday for me, too. I should know that because <laughs> nice. I'm in charge of payroll. <laughs> yeah, you, you probably should know that then. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's really so. exciting. I'm seeing a cool movie tonight. Halloween is soon. Happy Halloween, everyone. I hope you had a great uh, night. I hope no one had any troubles. Also, uh, when this comes out, happy Nevada Day, everybody. Apparently, that's yeah. also on October 31st and a big deal. Um, I'll report back next podcast after I go to some Nevada Day uh, celebrations. Huge shout out to Nevada Day. <laughs> Nevada Day. They claim it's the biggest celebration of statehood in the country. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> right. You, you'll, you'll judge it from the one other one you've seen. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure the Wyoming doesn't have a Wyoming day. <laughs> right, so you'll judge it from if it nothing. Do- if it does, I've, I've never celebrated. Well, shame on you. Dude, it was such a big deal here, Guard, that, like I said before, I'm in charge of payroll for my job, and I had to uh, hurry up and get payroll done because all the banks here are closed today. You're kidding me. All the local Nevada banks are closed today, this Friday on Nevada Day. <laughs> Well, Wyoming Day is fuck on around. December 10th, by the way. Yeah, I never even knew that, but I do know that Nevada Day is October 31st. <laughs> okay, well, top of this, Nevada. Uh, the reason we celebrate on November 10th is uh, December 10th is because it's approving the first law found anywhere in legislative history in Wyoming, which extends the right of suffrage to women. Oh, shout out to women. <laughs> shout out to women and Wyoming for uh, used to be progressive. Used to be. <laughs> Anyways, don't wanna, guard. Don't want to delve too deeply into politics. <laughs> Anyways, guard. On the pod. You got anything off the top that you want to get into? So, so much. I'm glad you ask. <laughs> uh, we have several things that have cropped up over uh, the course of our break from last week to now. Correct. First and foremost, I would like to get into the sponsor because it's very special this week. It is a good one. Uh, the sponsor this week, uh, well, so this, our sponsor has paid for an ad that I will read shortly, uh, that I wrote. He trusted me to write it. However, I would like to give a special shout out to Willie Boag. I'm so sorry if I'm saying your name incorrectly. Shout uh, you out. can find him on Twitter. He follows us. Willie has paid us actual real money. Uh, unlike some of the checks we're still waiting on from our sponsors, some of the uh, ones that just said IOU and a dollar amount. Yeah. Willie has given us uh, given us actual money. Uh, one of a few people that we hold in extremely <laughs> high esteem. He gave... A rare few. Yes. He answered the call. It wasn't a call. He, he solicited me <laughs> to give us uh, money for an ad spot. Yes. And you will see shortly that it was even more generous once you realize what ad he purchased. And I clarified it with him several times. This is what he wanted, and it is. <laughs> and it is. <clears throat> I saw the back and forth. <laughs> so without further ado, are you ready for the ad Willie Boag purchased? I'm so excited. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by the Fast 5-Minute Podcast. <laughs> Tired of showering with only the thoughts of your own existential despair for company? Want a truly bizarre knowledge base of obscure 20-year-old movies to impress your friends with? <laughs> Listen to the Fast 5-Minute Podcast. Thanks, Willie Boag. Thanks, Willie Boag. Shout out. Um, 
that's all he wanted. What a what a genuinely nice guy. <laughs> I asked him why he wanted to do that, and he said he thought it would be funny, and I could not agree more. No, it is a funny joke, and right up our alley of humor. Um, thanks, dude. Hey yeah. guys, this is an uh, add-on to the ad. Go tell a friend about it. We would love it if you did. I don't know how we're supposed to, just two of us are supposed to get the word out about this dumb show. So you do it for us. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> Quite frankly, we've maxed out our goodwill amongst our friends and family uh, with this podcast. We, we need absolutely you have. Point. We absolutely have. We could not ask them for one more thing. They already do enough. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you ask your family for us. <laughs> Ask your family, you know, uh, family seems to enjoy us. You might think this is too uh, R-rated of a show for your uh, 60-year-old mother or grandmother or, or, you know, whoever. We have a lot of moms and dads and grandmas (laughs) and grandpas that listen to the show. We do. Uh, Dads tend to love us, which is my favorite fact. (laughs) Shout out to the dads. Yeah. They like cursing. They just don't do it around you. Yeah. Fuck words are always a little bit funny. <laughs> that being Anyways. said, Stone, um, we also have a litany of emails to cover this. We do uh, this. We this have morning or night, depending on where you're listening. Would you like to head some of those off? Yeah, I just want to. Um, I'll take the one from uh, Baylor Beers and Brady Beers. We got. I thought they're from the same person, but they're from Brady Beers and Baylor Beers, which I can only assume don't have any relation to each other and this is a coincidence i think you're also pronouncing their name wrong just to be clear i think it's braddy beers oh braddy beers and baylor baylor j beers baylor j beers yes braddy wanted to say that he uh also has never watched any of these movies but listens anyways because he's here to support boys the boys and i just want to say shout out shout Shout out. out Uh, another thing, really quickly, w- with his, he has given us uh, the self-created nickname of the Fast Bros, and he <laughs> wants to be a Fast bros. Bro. So uh, thank you, Dude, I appreciate that. I I absolutely think he's a Fast Bro. You heard it here, Braddy. You're a Fast Bro as well. <laughs> and I want to say, um, Baylor J Bears also sent us an email. Different people, which I'm just now learning um, he, he sent a very long email which i read all the way through and loved where uh he explained that uh one uh fuck guard because yeah two sasquatch slash bigfoot are absolutely real and he's gave lots of numbers and facts and i loved it the um, subject line of the email is hello stone guard can fuck off lol jk and you know you yes Hook, line, and sinker on the first line of the email. I'm furious, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but thank you for that and all the great information. I agree, and I believe <clears throat> even harder after that email. I don't. I think the email is full of shit. To be clear, <laughs> audience, this email is several paragraphs long of facts and it's figures. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a um, lot. And it is somewhat convincing. However, I'm not going to acknowledge it. And the only thing I will acknowledge is uh, Baylor accuses me of saying that the forest... Baylor accuses me of saying that I said the forest is scanned for heat signatures. I didn't say that, Baylor. Check your facts. Braddy <laughs> said that. Okay. Well, well um, thank I'll you for also, the email. Stone, if you're okay with it, give a little free publicity out. <laughs> Please do. I love, I love giving out free publicity. Almost the, as much as paid publicity. <laughs> I agree. The Beers Bros I know, along with uh, super fan of the show Delbert, who we're going to have an email from in just a second, um, <laughs> they've created a podcast as well. It's called the Remedial Magic Podcast. Oh, that's awesome. It goes over, they discuss um, not the Harry Potter franchise, but fan fiction created in the Harry Potter universe. <laughs> that, some might say that's a better premise than our show. <laughs> I don't know who the hell would say that. No, that that's certainly not the that. case, but all the same, I'm excited <laughs> to listen. I think the first episode's out Halloween. Check it out. Well, great. I, I'll absolutely check that out. That's very fun. Um, and then we have one last email. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. From uh, LOL Witchelhouse. Vickelhouse. Vickelhouse. Um, so shout out. Uh, and he says, What cars would you two drive if you were 
L.A. Dom Toretto street now, rats. Now, now, Stone, I think you've misread. Uh, he says, what cars would you two drive if you were L.A. Dominic Toronto street rats? Oh, he did. He did. L.A. Dominic Toronto street rats. And um, I can only assume that's not a typo and he meant to write Toronto. So please <laughs> answer with Canada in mind. Okay, answering with Canada in mind. Um, I would go for an early 2000s Subaru WRX STI. Guard, do you want to know why? I would love to, yeah. All-wheel drive, baby. You got to when you're in Canada. Okay, nice, nice. Um, I don't know where LA can't LA Toronto is. Um, so I, I'm just gonna go with a general Canada vibe. Um, some sort of <laughs> some sort of van, I think. Um, capable of maybe like a Jeep, capable of driving the wooded back roads of okay. uh, Canada. I think Drake's from Toronto, so I don't know what Drake drives, but that might be a good one. <laughs> Your answer is uh, whatever Drake drives. It looks like he has some sort of like Lamborghini, G-Wagons over here. <laughs> I'm just going to uh, say Ferraris. he has most cars. Most does, of them. He's pictured with several cars. So to answer your question about <laughs> Toronto, I don't know why you wanted the the Canada part of it, uh, LOL Wicklehouse, but something that Drake drives. Um, he also said, his, <laughs> so that was in the title of, or the... That was the, the subject, subject line of the of email. The email. Yes. And then the actual email reads... Read the title and shout out to Brandon Zeller, who, uh, so I guess shout out to Brandon Shout Zeller. out. I don't know who that is, yeah, but who shout knows? out. Shout out who to knows? him. And those were our emails. Yes. Uh, to be clear, we'll read your email. We'll Emails. read it. Smash we've read like every on email our we've ever got. That's true. Um, Stone, the last, I have two last things, uh, before we get into it, because we do have a very spicy episode this week. We do. It's very spicy. And also guard, uh, I also have to talk about F1 because an F1 race happened. So we got to get to that as of well. Of course. Yeah. We, we definitely want everyone's, to we can't miss everyone's favorite segment. F1, two, three. Yeah. We can't. The, I agree. The fans would be furious and we wouldn't want No, that. no. They, I totally agree. The fans would be <laughs> upset if we missed that. Um, so we'll get to that soon. Mine are we'll really quick. Okay, go for One, it. One, I have a Christmas present for you and it's a surprise. For me? I actually... Um, I Guard, can I tell you? I was looking for a Christmas present for you when I was on vacation. Didn't find it. Didn't find it. Well, that's so devastating, well. but I do have one for you. I will reveal it. Uh, when it happens, I'm planning oh, it now. Dude, it... Should should we do should we do um a blind <laughs> Christmas gift opening on the podcast? That was what I was Christmas building to. Spectacular? So yes, spectacular? I do want you to open said present on the podcast. Okay, I'll be looking out for one for you as well, and I'll get that to you so we can we can have a okay. little <laughs> a Christmas surprise on the podcast. I'll Fun. give you a hint. Uh, it's not a tangible object. <laughs> and it also benefits me. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Garth. Let your mind race. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, that's great to hear. Yes. Um, my last thing is a listener update. I've gotten several people asking me where we're at listener-wise. Um, they're invested as listeners, hoping our podcast has grown since last time. Well, so I'm always hoping that as well. Stone and I are both hoping that, with your permission then, Stone, I will share uh, our most recent milestones of listeners. Please do. I love to be transparent with the fans. I do as well. I think it's great. So without further ado, fans, we have 1.5 thousand streams on Spotify. In addition, excuse me, I'm sorry, two point, was it two point, yeah, 2.5 thousand streams on Spotify, Correct. an additional 1.3 thousand listens on iTunes. For a grand total of 3.7 thousand episodes listened to. It's too many, but not enough all at the same time, strangely enough. I'm humbled <laughs> and excited uh, by this news. I had no idea we were closing on 4,000 episodes listened Again, to. Again, tell your, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell grandma to listen to the pod. Yeah, those are so to be clear, listens are just episodes that have been played, and I promise it's not me just playing them at night. I've thought about it, but I ha haven't got around to that yet. Maybe someday. Yeah. If it jumps up more, Stone and I are leaving them on at night. <laughs> uh, but that's all I have, Stone. That's great. Um, we'll guard. Yeah. This is, let's just jump right into F123 then. 
Yeah, I think we should for sure. Uh, it was a great race. Mm-hmm. Um, exciting start. Uh, very great middle fights with the midfield and a very exciting ending. <laughs> Whoa. What was that? Guard, are you there? <laughs> Hello? Am I talking to myself? <laughs> huh. Well, I guess I'll continue on then uh, by myself. Um, <laughs> Max Verstappen won, and Lewis Hamilton got second. The championship fight is on, and that's all I'm going to talk about, the actual race. Excellent. Guard, back? I was listening that whole time, Stone. Uh, what, what you were saying intrigued me. I was not looking desperately through my fridge for a Ziploc <laughs> full of pumpkin guts to comically act like I was going to carve a pumpkin. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so, Guard, I, I'm not going to talk about the race because no one cares about that, but I will That's give you some true. other facts. That's not true, Stone. At least tell us who won for Jordan's sake. I just did, so clearly you weren't listening. <laughs> oh, fuck. I, okay, I'll repeat what I said for you. Okay. Sorry, audience. Full, full We're going over this again. I was again. looking through my fridge for pumpkin guts. It was a good race where Max Verstappen won and Lewis Hamilton got second. Got, it came right down to the last lap, and the championship fight is still on and very exciting. And that's good. all I'm going to talk about the race. Excellent. Good race. It was a good race. Uh, but the first thing I want to talk about is this was the U.S. Grand Prix guard. Mm-hmm. Woo, yeah, America, U.S. Grand Prix. No one sent us a picture. No one sent us a picture. Uh, I wonder which why. Is, I wonder why. But uh, just a little facts about some facts about the U.S. Grand Prix guard. Uh, it's been held 41 times. Mm-hmm. But there's been 59 races in the United States. Hmm. So uh, in 59 to 80, we raced in New York. 89 to 91, we raced in downtown Phoenix Ooh. for the U.S. Grand Prix. Uh, 2000 to 07 was the Indy uh, road course in Indianapolis. We're going to come back to that one in a second. Um, and then 2012 to 21 to, to current, we've been racing at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas, which is a fucking awesome racetrack that everyone loves and I can't wait to go to at some point in the future. Those were all U.S. Grand Prix. Some additional races that ran in U.S. that weren't U.S. Grand Prix. It's confusing and doesn't make any sense. Uh, in 84, one race was done in Dallas. In uh, 67 to 83, we went to Long Beach, uh, which is a fun racetrack. Oh. <laughs> 81 to 82, we raced in Las Vegas, and it was a notorious shit show because they ran in the parking lot of a... Uh, casino and it was horrifically hot and a bunch of the drivers like suffered from near heat exhaustion that tracks in 82 to 88 we ran in detroit which were also notorious shit shows because i don't know if you know this guard but the public streets in detroit aren't quite of the highest quality that a 200 mile an hour uh (laughs) f1 car could race on them and like concrete was coming up and like they were throwing chunks of concrete during the race Sounds awesome. But that's not even the biggest shit show of a U.S. Grand Prix. That was in 2005. <laughs> and that was a course? In Indianapolis. Indianapolis 500. The road course. The road not course. the 500. It was the road course. Uh, back then, you got to choose between one of two tires. Right now, you just get one brand of tires. But back then, you got a choice. One of the two sets of tires would explode around a certain corner. <laughs> So they were deemed unsafe to race on, and only six cars started the race. Uh, U.S. fans were furious, and it was a uh, one of the biggest embarrassments of a race that uh, F1 had ever put on, and it was right here in the U.S. of A. Nice. Uh, what a terrible claim to fame. Yeah, but um, Circuit of the Americas in Austin is a great course, and everyone loves it, and I hope they keep coming back. Thing number two. Oh, okay, yes. Thing number two. The race ended. <laughs> And as America's um, ambassador to the world in F1, uh, I tweeted, I retweeted about it because mm-hmm. I thought it was so funny. Shaq rolled up with the trophy in an enormous, comically Texas car with horns on the front. And he was the, Shaq was the one to present the trophies for whatever reason. Now, I did see that, and uh, that part was exciting. I can confirm. 
why we chose Shaq as our ambassador, I don't know, but great call because who doesn't love Shaq? I think because Shaq doesn't say no to stuff. Yeah, and he's I just mean, a just lovable guy. I mean, judging from his like, commercials he's in, Shaq <laughs> says yes to most things. But this is a cool thing to say yes to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he stood on the podium with them, and he was taller than the person on the third and second place podium. <laughs> so I think legally, Shaq got second at the U.S. Grand Prix this year. So congratulations to Shaq. The big um, Nostradamus. <laughs> yes. Thing number three. Superman. Guard. Yes. I normally don't get to experience an F1 weekend fully because it's happening at wee hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could this But as week. everyone knows, this happened at noon. This happened at noon, and I was so excited. It was exciting. I got to watch qualifying. I watched some free practices because I wasn't doing anything else. It was exciting stuff for me. But I That's got to witness what might be one of my new favorite parts of an F1 weekend that isn't the actual race. Uh, so I had the that? TV on before the race. Mm-hmm. And there's this segment right before the race starts where there's this frantic little British man running around the starting grid with a microphone and a camera just trying to get interviews while teams are setting their cars up, race car drivers are getting in their cars, the cars are starting, and then there's a weird gaggle of celebrity guests just wandering around. And it's this little frantic British man just running around with a microphone trying to get interviews. It's great TV. That sounds extremely bizarre, Stone. He got an interview from some team uh, some team members asking about cars and stuff like that, you know, as you do. Mm-hmm. Some from uh, some race car drivers asking what their strategy were. And then you get the, the random uh, celebrities, which are hilarious. One of which was Ben Stiller, who was oh, just a, a lovely, had a lovely interview and, and just seemed like a lovely person. He was there with his son and uh, couldn't have been sweeter. Shout out Ben Stiller. <laughs> Shout out. And then he got had an interview, an interview that's in hard finger quotes. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen on live TV. It was with Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Megan the Stallion was there with uh, as a guest of Mercedes. She was wearing a sh- completely sheer dress with like underwear underneath. Yeah, that tracks. She had a posse of insanely huge humans and like kind of weird looking people and this guy comes up with his microphone and starts trying to get an interview with megan the stallion she looks confused as fuck because of course she is but she looks so sweet trying to talk to this weird little british man and but her bodyguards are just like not having it and like pushing him and his camera crew out of the way and it's so awkward and uncomfortable. And at one point, he asks if she's going to do an F1 rap later. <laughs> yikes. Um, Big Stone, yikes. Can I just confirm with you to, yes. to butt in here? You're saying on our podcast, for the record, Megan the Stallion has an ugly crew? No, they were just kind of bizarre looking. Like, there was like the enormous like bodyguard looking dude. But then like the rest of her posse was just, I don't know weirdos that kept me mugging the <laughs> i BBC have to camera. know what that means you would need Dude, to find I will, a picture okay or so something. this this whole interactions on twitter i'll tweet it out i'll send it to you guard but it's i've watched it like a hundred times because it's so fucking funny and then after all that we had an, a, a high speed 200 mile an hour race car race it was bizarre I love F1. Everything about Incredible. it. Great TV. Well, Great you TV. heard it here first, everyone. Stone prefers the stuff that happens before the actual race to F1. I mean, it's just as fun and exciting, everything around the races as the races. So, yeah, and that's why you should watch it. It's like I said before, it's professional wrestling of the race car world. It's awesome. Incredible. And that's All right. it. That's well, my F1 uh, G3. I hope you... <laughs> I hope you've convinced someone this time, Stone. I'm rooting oh, for dude. you. Dude, if you want to see Shaq show up with a trophy in the most uncomfortable Megan the Stallion interview you'll ever see, uh, check out F1. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Also well, I don't have something. anything else, Stone, um, unless you Holy do. Shit. No, we have to get into this episode. Yeah. So much happens. So thank you for anyone that's still listening. <laughs> so let's... Hop into it, guard. Would you like to tell the audience how this starts or how this five minutes ended? 
I'll take starts as I believe I usually do, to be honest. <laughs> you usually do. Um, this episode starts with uh, Brian and Roman driving and a weird like camera shot through Brian's car. Yes, yes, that does happen. And it ends with, uh, with no surprise to anyone, Roman doing more criminal shit. Mm-hmm. The, yes. the criminal they hired to go undercover continues to be a criminal. Continues to be a criminal and doesn't give a shit about cops or the law. That's correct. Yeah, so we jump back in where we left off. Uh, you know, that's how this fucking works. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we're still... On this wild goose chase, we have our what minute are six we cars, seven car, eight cars. Is it eight? How many cars are there? There's four teams of two. Four teams of two. So there's eight cars Soon going to way less. too fast down. Um, what we learn is um, Interstate 90 going south on Interstate 90. So a callback from last episode. They were uh, they were not next to the zoo. They were north next to Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> right, right. In case anyone was keeping track of that. Write it down on your bingo cards at home. <laughs> Fort they Lauderdale weren't by the zoo. We were. Yeah. Quite frankly, I'm so, happy they weren't by the zoo. Keep the zoo animals out of this. Yeah, dude. I'm, I don't know how I feel about zoos. I'm like, zoo, zoos are neat, but I'm also a little anti-zoo because it seems mean to the animals. I don't know. But, Stone, they help bring back endangered animals. That is true. That is true. And it's the only place I'm ever going to see a giraffe, you know? Well, I don't know. Don't sell yourself short. Climate change could uh, put giraffes right in your neck of the woods sometime soon. They're going to migrate all the way from Africa to Nevada. Clearly, I'm not. I don't have a full grasp on what climate change will do to the earth. (laughs) Or what a giraffe is. Wishful thinking. All right, cool. Yeah. No, that's that's actually not wishful. That would be horrific if giraffes started. We'd be in a terrible way. Anyway, <laughs> we're not by Anyways, the zoo. We're not by the zoo. We're in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, then we get what you described as a as a like a Matrix esque shot into the computer of Brian's car and into a, a a chip somewhere deep in the car's electrical electrical system, showing that um they are in fact being tracked by the cops. The best way I can say this for our viewers to picture it, um, picture the camera. That the doctor looks at for a colonoscopy. <laughs> and so the camera being inserted for the colonoscopy and like yes. that view going through the uh, intestine. That's what happens, except um, it's going through like the pipes of a car. Yeah, replace um, one B-hole with one uh, Brian O'Connor's car's electrical system. Yeah. That, yeah, I think and that's, that's the perfect. I'm really proud of that summary. Too, I think honest. that's what they wrote in the storyboard. It yes. just said colonoscopy except car. his car. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all that to say that the cops are tracking these people, which fine that I guess that makes sense that they're tracking. That makes them. sense. They gave them their undercover police at this point and they gave them the cars. So fair enough. Right. I don't think they I mean, they went to like great depths to show us how extremely hidden these chips are. I don't think anyone's checking. Um, they probably could have just put them like under the hood somewhere, you know, and like. Yeah, it's also probably them. just f- fair to Brian and Roman to assume that they are being tracked. Also, that might just be something they were briefed on. But, right. Um, you would think they would know. I mean, they're cooperating with the police, right? Yeah, but from further scenes in this five minutes, you nobody has any. There has been zero communication. <laughs> yeah, we're about to find that out abruptly, quickly. Yeah, yeah, because we see that they're being tracked, and then we we know that because we get a small scene inside the police station where one of the police agents uh, says he thinks that they're on the run, and he says, what a surprise. Yeah, which makes no fucking sense. It makes zero fucking sense. It's so stupid. Like, they made no plan whatsoever, and also, these guys are undercover, and they just went to, like... So, to, to brief everyone again, if it's been a couple weeks uh, for you, the, the what we're doing right now is having, like, a criminal rat race where four teams of two are racing somewhere to prove they should be the drivers. Yeah, they're basically auditioning to be the drug runners for the villain of the movie. That being said, one, the girl cop... What's her name? Eva Mendez's uh, character is named, like... 
Fuente something Fuente? Something Fuente. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Something Fuente is privy to this plan. Like, she knows that's the plan already, you know? Yeah, and she's, she's an aware. undercover cop as well. So it shouldn't be weird to the cops back at the station that their tracker's going to the impound. Like she knew what the plan was. Yeah. Also, like they they sent them on a mission to go become drug runners for a criminal, and then they see the chips in their cars going fast down an interstate, and they're like, they must be running. Or maybe they're doing the thing you hired maybe them doing for, the which is being drug runners. Yeah. I don't know. It's so fucking stupid, dude. Like, How makes... he comes to that conclusion makes zero fucking sense, which shows that um, whoever wrote this movie thinks cops are idiots. Whoever wrote this movie is an idiot, dude. There's so much bad writing in this five minutes. The amount of bad writing in this five minutes is insane. <laughs> it's so stupid to, like, to see that their partners are tracking them and they're doing what they asked them to do. And they're getting mad at them for it. Like, I get that they're in the writer's mind, he's like, ha ha, cops suck, and that's funny. But it's so, it's just illogical. It makes no sense. We sent them to be drug runners, and now we're concerned by the fact that they're driving the cars that we gave them to be drug runners. Wow, fuck. Yeah, Anyways. It's asinine. That all aside. Yeah. Um, that all aside, some bonkers shit happens on the interstate. We get the first death on the interstate. <laughs> A grisly death, may I say. <laughs> very very gruesome end to one of our eight drivers a gruesome end that no one gives a shit about by the way no they, okay so let's set the scene yes please brian and roman are ahead they're in the lead they are and by a they wide both margin. they both scream between two big rig trucks they're having fun they're they're goofing they're, they're gaffing as around if, yeah as if this isn't a very, very serious situation. And terrifying. And super scary. And they make it between the trucks, and then um, the trucks kind of swerve and block that passageway for, for no the rest. For no reason, by the way. Well, because I, I think they force themselves through because, I don't know. Regardless, <laughs> they come back together. And as they're coming back together, the driver of the red saline Mustang, which I believe is one half of Team Smash Mouth. Oh, was it Smash Mouth? I was, I was <laughs> concerned it was It was Smash Mouth, I believe. Because they were wearing the glasses. He was wearing glasses, and Smash Mouth was wearing the shades. Okay, fair enough, yep. Um, he tries to shoot the gap and doesn't quite make it. <laughs> he certainly doesn't. What does happen is he gets caught up in the undercarriage of the semi, yeah, he ping-pongs back and forth between the semis for a hot second. Yes. Then the back of one of the semis uh, rotates around because he has caused a crash and then pops up in the air and then the entire... Yeah, he is now he is now sideways under a semi at this point, going yes. down the highway. <laughs> then the semi's back wheels and the entirety of the trailer weight slam down through his car, uh, crumpling it. Yeah, the, the, he's sideways under the back tires. The back tires go up and over, driving over his car and just Obliterate. crush him into a pulp of soul patch and sunglasses and uh, is a grisly, grisly death. <laughs> now, the movie doesn't address this man's death, or at least it hasn't yet, and everyone's like having a good time, so I think we're supposed to just not care. This man is for sure <laughs> dead. He is, there is 0% chance that this man is alive. And then the next scene, Brian and Roman are just goofing. <laughs> yeah, they think, they think it's funny. I mean, so like from where they are, they definitely saw that happen. Dude. <laughs> the very next scene, instead of Brian going like, oh my God. Oh man, my God, a man just died A man died has died as part mission. of this goofing around. No, Brian thinks it's a hilarious thing to one-up Roman. So Roman flips off Brian, and he calls him, like, a scoundrel or something fucking <laughs> stupid. And then Brian one-ups oh. him by... Uh, he's screaming down the interstate, by the way, at, like, 100 miles an hour. He flips yeah, his e-brake on. Yeah, blowing past cars. Blowing past traffic. Blowing past cars. Flips his e-brake on, throws himself into reverse, and then continues going equally as fast in reverse... Uh, now facing Roman down the interstate. Yeah, still blowing past cars backwards. 
Um, Brian's an insane person who has no... No regard for human like, life. M- no moral compass for, like, his actions and the outcome because he's on... He's working right now. Yeah, <laughs> he's on the job. As a cop. And instead of, like, you know, taking this seriously, he is doing uh, extreme stunts on an... <laughs> A very trafficked highway. He's made. He's been made into a caricature. Yeah, immediately after the grisly death of a man. Now, Stone, I called up fan oh. of the show, super fan of the show, Cole Stewart. Okay. Uh, basically, just because I think he's smart, right? And I trust his opinion. Uh, okay. I was gonna, I'm gonna get yours as well, but I assume you have the same one as me. Okay. So I wanted a third opinion from someone smart, but that really loves Fast and Furious. Okay. And I asked Cole what he thought of the. Well, he has an engineering background and he likes cars. I don't know if he's qualified or not, but I asked Cole. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think? Is this possible? Could someone flip their car in reverse and maintain or at least go pretty fast? And Cole said, look, this is what I'll say. It is possible. And I said, please explain how. And he said, because it gets the people going. <laughs> You know, that's a pretty scientific explanation, and I'd have to say I agree. <laughs> I suspect Cole thinks it is not possible. <laughs> so, I didn't look this up because I'm not good at this job, and I didn't want to. <laughs> sure. But I know that there's some cars that can go, like, too fast in reverse. Okay. Um, so I know that th- going fast in reverse is a possible thing. But uh, do I know if this specific car can? I don't know. Do I think that Brian should? No, and that's the uh, real moral of the story here. Here's my thoughts on it. Even if cars can go fast in reverse, no one can go from 100 miles per hour in fifth gear to 100 miles per hour in reverse in the blink of an eye. Yeah, also, we're meant to believe that Roman is... A competent car driver. That's why he got the fucking job. Right, right. And if he cannot pass Brian, who is going in reverse, when Roman is going forwards, um, he's not that good of a car driver. <laughs> no, he's not. And again, everyone, Brian is doing this just to show off, and, and he just, thinks it's hilarious. Just for fun. <laughs> he's not, like, dodging around stuff. He thinks it's funny. No, just for love of the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian comes up on an exit, which I don't know how he knew what exit to take. Well, uh, before we get to the exit, I just want to point out some continuity that we glossed over. Sure. Um, after the death of one half of Sma- Team Smash Mouth, yeah, and he is crushed oh, into yes. a I forgot there was another a, an, an all star pancake. One might say, <laughs> yeah. Um, the the corpse of him and his car go <laughs> screaming down the road. And um, one half of Bowling Dads could not get out of the way fast enough and flips his Corvette um, on the charred remains of <laughs> the Mustang. So we're at this point, we are down one half of Smash Mouth um, and the Mustang. We are down one half of Bowling Dads and the Corvette. Yes. And then Brian the gets, wreck? he says, oh shit, because he almost misses his exit. Not because the men died. No, probably because he's dicking around going in reverse. Yeah. Um, that's maybe why he missed, almost missed his exit, but he flips it around and screams down this exit. Well, here's my question. So, Roman has been here for, like, a, a day in Miami, right? Miami. And, and Brian's yes. been in Miami for, I don't know, not that long. Like, <laughs> Oh, guard, side note about Miami. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> We're getting two U.S. Grand Prix next year. Christ, and Jesus one of Christ. them, Stone, you've already, you've already had Miami. your F-123. No, but that was Miami talk, not F- F-1 that talk. That happened. If you to want over. an F-1 talk, you keep it to <laughs> F-123. Okay, damn. sorry, sorry, sorry. Back to it. Um, my point being, <laughs> neither of these people have, know the town well enough to have memorized where the police impound lot is by heart. They're they not reading told, maps. <laughs> they were told, hey, go to the impound lot in Lil Haiti. Yeah. And these two people who they just know by heart how to get to Lil Haiti from where they were, which they're certainly not looking at maps. Certainly not. They're barely looking at the road. There's another uh excellent bit of writing from the writers here. Anyway, 
Um, that's just a small complaint. I realize it's more fun if they know where it is. I'm just saying, like, everything in this scene is stupid. Oh, can I, can I, uh, uh, sprinkle in, I'm looking through my notes. Can I sprinkle in some of the car talk that they say back and forth to each other as they're buddying down the road? Regale me. Um, at a point, Roman refers to Brian as a crazy white boy Mm -hmm. as he flips his car around, which He's correct. He is a crazy white boy Factually most accurate. of the time during these movies. Mm-hmm. And before he flips his car, um, Brian says, let's see what you got. Rome, I got something for your ass, mm-hmm. which <laughs> I get what he's saying at the time. <laughs> but do you not think that the writers could have found better <laughs> phrasing than the sentence? Rome, I got something for your ass. I mean, these movies are pretty erotic, man. How did that get through the writing room, dude? Well, maybe Rome, it's a subtle I got hint. something for your ass. He does have something for his ass later on. I think I'm going to... I think uh, That line made me laugh so hard. I think I'm going to put that in the intro. <laughs> um, I have an intro like work file, and I just keep changing in and out. I don't know if you've noticed what it says in there. The intro? I yeah, think, I have noticed. That. And I think, Rome, I got something for your ass. Please, a pretty good in. line, and might yeah. it might be tossed in there. I think that's. I might just great... keep adding to it, so by the end of season two, it's just it's mostly an intro. absolute. Yeah, it's an absolute just uh, shit house of all the awful lines from this poorly written movie. <laughs> just none of anyways, us, just the lines. Yeah, um, they, anyways, they get off their exit. They well, yes. Yeah, so one person has for sure died. I mean, the medical science hasn't come far enough. There's to no save way he's one alive, gentlemen. The set, the other guy is probably dead or horrifically injured. Or injured because I only the guy in that runs into the Mustang because he flips his car and if I know anything about drivers in this universe, he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. No, no. <laughs> nobody no, does. No, he definitely wasn't. I'm gonna so I'm gonna say two down. Um our heroes barely make our exit that they somehow know. Where almost to miss their on. exit, yeah. Brian they're they're goofing around on. so much that they almost blow it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other three drivers proceed Four. to try to take the exit all at the same exact time. Yeah, they so there's four left, and three of them try to take this exit three wide. Um it's a one car exit, so that doesn't seem like the smartest thing. It doesn't work and, uh, either. No, it doesn't, because the BMW, uh, who is, I think, being piloted by the other half of uh, Bowling Dads? I, I think he's the so. guy wearing yeah. the flame shirt. I believe so. Um, he crashes into the water barriers on the exit, and he might have died. I'm assuming he got ejected yeah, through the yeah. windshield and is dead on the road. Yeah, so just to be clear, um, he, so he he bursts through those water, the big, like, 50 barrel jugs of water that are like protecting people from doing exactly what he did. However, <laughs> uh, I think the movie's logic was he's fine, right? Because like they show water going everywhere. He's definitely not fine. He was go. He's I mean, those are meant dead. to say people going like 40 miles an hour tops on the exit. This was not the case for this gentleman. He was going like a hundred. They're supposed to save the lives of uh, passengers that are also wearing their seatbelt, which I'm going to assume he absolutely was not. Correct. This is, again, just becoming a podcast about the importance of seatbelts, yes. so everybody wear your seatbelt. Which I'm fine with. I mean, uh, it's that's an important bit of knowledge society uh, needs to take in mind, to heed. Yeah. A warning yeah. that society should heed. Wear your seatbelts. Uh, also, when, when two semi-trucks come together, don't try to shoot the gap or else you might get flattened like a goddamn pancake. An excellent point as well. Uh, don't try to go recklessly drive through two semis coming together to crush you to death. Um, after everyone exits the interstate, um, there's a scene which... I don't know if it felt like this to you, racist. but to me it seemed awfully racist. I Yes, I also <laughs> was thinking that, and I thought, am I being too sensitive? No, it's definitely it's definitely racist, where they go blowing through a little Haiti, we can only assume, because yes. that's where they're at. I'm glad you thought it was racist as well. I was concerned I was being too uh, PC. It, se- it seems pretty racist. <laughs> It seems pretty racist. Would you like to explain the scene, guard? Yeah, so so keep in mind, 
We're in Miami, Florida. Miami, yes. Miami, the United States of America, in little Haiti. Which um, is a real place. <laughs> yes, and Haiti is a real country with uh, a real accent. It's not the accent that's used in this movie, for sure. I I should have looked up what a Haiti accent is. I didn't, again, not good at this job. But uh, they just use it like what I can only describe as what white people think Jamaicans sound like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And they're dressed in like, I don't know, like Rastafar clothes, you know? Like, I mean, the so the premise of the scene basically is, um, sorry if my voice is moving, I'm getting, I'm moving around on my recording studio. But uh, the premise of the scene is, it's a hilarious joke that one guy is walking out in the middle of the street, dazed and confused. Uh, he's walking very slowly and has a dumb look on his face. And two cars blaze by him, like, super on fast. Both, like, he's between the cars. Yes, They're he's on between both sides the cars in the middle of He's in the, the middle, middle of, the of the road. And then someone calls out, like, better get a move on, except in an extremely bad Jamaican accent. <laughs> um, what did they say? Oh, they say, some bad shit, mon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> as Jamaican as a white person could imagine. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's... I don't know, like, that's supposed to be, like, a funny scene, but it does come off as just, like... It's like, look at this uh, dumbass that didn't look both ways. But, bro, like, he's in the middle of the... Like, these guys are going, like, 100 miles an hour on a pedestrian road. Like, even if he had looked both ways, you couldn't have saw them coming. Um, I'm listening to a video right now about Haitian accents. I am, too, oh, actually. I pulled one up too. It it does to my ears sound sort of similar to a Jamaican accent, but they clearly, I mean, clear. I, it was bad. It was really bad. It, it, they could have they could have taken the scene um, a dozen different ways, and they they did it with the the least amount of finesse or <laughs> um, caring thoughtfulness that they absolutely could. Yeah. Um, and it lasts like a half second. It's like pointless regardless of the yeah, scene. Yeah, they could have just cut it. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a funny scene, but like it wasn't. So why they kept it in, uh, whatever. Regardless of the racism, then, it should have been cut because it wasn't funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny or didn't add any context. Right. Um, it actually provided um, more confusion, I would say. <laughs> then they show up to the uh, impound lot. <laughs> and I like to... Boy, do they. We'll get to this segment. or I'll call this segment um, Too Many Boats. Yeah. They, they drive <laughs> through an impound... I mean, it, to be fair, it's Miami. However... It is Miami. <laughs> in Miami, the, I, I recognize that there are a lot of boats in Miami. And yes, probably the police have several of them in the impound lot. They drive for like a long time <laughs> through the impound lot. And all they see is boats. Like, it's so many boats that they the characters out loud say, where are the cars? Where are the cars? Too many boats. Dude, I have every, I wrote down every time they mentioned where are the cars because they show up and they say, cars, where are the cars? Which, the initial line is fine because there's a bunch of boats and they are, in fact, looking for a cars. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then they say, stinking boats, where are the cars? And then they say again, I need the cars. And then they say for one final time, where are the cars at? <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, everything Stone just read, they're still driving incredibly fast in their cars during this. I don't, again. They didn't get out to walk. in this movie <laughs> where, where, they, where they, they look at the audience and they go, these idiots yeah. need to be aware that these guys are for sure not looking for boats. Right. So they say it like six different times. The first time is fine, and then just show them driving down rows of boats because we know, as the audience, they haven't found the cars yet. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> and then when they do find the cars, guard, would you like to tell them how fucking stupid that is? I just have one more. Yeah, so just one more thing about the boats oh. and the cars. They find the cars, and there's like, what, 20 cars in the lot? Not very many cars. And they've gone by, like, not... Comparatively... Not Comparatively to the amount of boats that are in this lot. There are very few cars. 
I can't describe this without emphasizing how many boats they went by. There the boats so were stacked boats. up. Like, they were going past rows of stacked boats, like four or five boats high. So many boats. They went by probably at least at least 400 boats, I would say. Is that fair? Yeah, at least. And there's Hundreds 20 cars in the inbound line. <laughs> They're in Miami. There's a lot of boats. You know what there's more of in Miami than boats? Probably cars. Cars, dude. <laughs> Probably cars. There's definitely still more cars in Miami. I mean, what the what the flying fuck are the director is the director thinking here? And what did them going by cars for like forty Boats. seconds of Boats. movie time add to this movie? We needed to know that that we're in Miami, Miami. Yeah, and people in Miami love boats. And that they're in a lot full of boats, but they're actually looking for cars. <laughs> so dumb, dude. Anyway, so they stupid. find the impound lot. The main attraction, the car, the only car in the middle of the impound lot is the one they happen to be looking for. One. There are, they're in a, a lot where there are cars parked in rows on both sides of the lots, down both sides. Yes. And there just happens to be one right bright red Ferrari just in the middle of an empty area between these rows of cars. Fucking <laughs> awesome. And then more awesome, and I will I'll admit, this next part I did laugh at. I, I found this funny. So we call it the directors and the writers when they do bad. I'll call them out when they do good. This part amused me. Roman walks over there, pops his shirt off, and I'm thinking, what in the hell is he doing? Bust out the window. By the way, dude, Tyrese is fucking yoked in this. Oh, he's a big boy. Dude, okay, so, yeah, he punches out the window with his shirt only for Brian to reveal that it was unlocked the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, which... Funny scene. Which I thought was fucking funny, I'm not gonna lie. I like to think (laughs) that, uh... That Roman or uh, Tyrese, who is the actor yeah. playing Roman Pierce, was reading the script and he goes, But when do I get to show off my abs? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, What are you talking about, Tyrese? You're not the writer. And he goes, Nah, dog. You already let me change this car. Yeah. I have more pull than you think I do. Tyrese says, I want to show as off well my abs. For how well this is written. Yeah, I, I want to say that. Uh, I've been working out, and I'm very proud of my body, and I want to show my abs. And I like to think that he himself wrote this scene, and that's why it's funny. I love that. Um, I'll also add, so the reason he wraps his hand around, or his shirt around his hand, is because he punches clean through the car window. Yeah. That's impossible. I'm just going to tell everyone that right now. Um, This is going to come as a shock to some of you. I, and everyone, wa- I'm not. I'm not criticizing the movie at this point. I'm just sharing a fact with everyone, because if you watch a movie and someone punches through a car window, it seems extremely plausible. That's not possible. No. Just so everyone knows, not. if you're like in some sort of scenario where you're trying to get your keys out of your car and it's an emergency, do not try to punch out a window. But goddamn, you will this, break your uh... hand. It's like. It's like punching a brick wall. You need a special <laughs> God tool to do it. Goddamn, does Roman look cool punching that window it out? Do, I'll, I'll, I will admit it looks cool as hell. Um, if your car is so underwater, don't try to punch your window out. <laughs> so they get in the Stone, car. Stone, do you know what to do if your car is underwater? Um, you wait for it to fill up and then open the door. That's correct, everyone. Just unlock it and open the door. You can't until it's fully submerged. I don't know why I know that, but it's a piece of knowledge that I keep in the back part of my brain in case that ever happens. Mm-hmm. There you go. Fast Five Pod might have just saved a life. Dude, we might have just saved a life. Tweet at us um, if we save your life. <laughs> if you just listen to this and then your car years, careens off the road years and, years and it now. goes into water and you have to escape in spectacular fashion and you think to yourself, oh my gosh, I know what to do only because of Stone and Guard. <laughs> Uh, tweet at us. <laughs> uh, if I get that tweet in like seven years, I'm going to be pretty pumped. It's all going to be worth it, buddy. I'll be pumped because <laughs> you're alive, listener. <laughs> or, 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 what's going on? I got what carried happens? away with the, the, car, the window thing. Oh, they opened the door. They opened the door. Uh, Brian gets in. It wasn't in the glove box, so I guess I just made that part up yesterday. Um, it's in right. the center console, and it's a small... Uh, envelope 
that we don't know it's what's in it. It's a manila envelope wrapped uh, not around six pounds of cocaine. For sure not six pounds So my of guess anything. is off. I will say, much to my chagrin, they never opened the fucking envelope this episode. Well, okay, so now you now you have a size. You know exactly what size it is. What do you think it is, Scard? I, I'm going back to my thing, where it's a USB of under all the undercover agents. Okay, okay, I like that. I like that a lot. I'd be pumped. Um, I, I take back everything I said thus far about the writing, if that's what it is. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's way too smart for this movie, but who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I'm just saying, so I, they, everyone heard it here. I will say I like this movie going into next week, if that's what it is. Um, that's high stakes for me, Stone. That is. That's very high stakes for you. Um, I was excited to learn what it was. I was bummed that I didn't hear. <laughs> pretty. I was pretty bummed, too, to be fair. Um, but we'll get it next week, dude. We'll get it next week. All right. If you say something. Um, but after that, oh, I also want to point out that this is a uh, uh, 2005 Ferrari 360 uh, Spider, I believe. Yeah, okay. Medina Spider. Mm-hmm. Um, only only uh, runs seventy to one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Not that impressive. Okay, so my cocaine estimates were off because what did I do? Three hundred thousand. Yeah. So probably Dude, like two-ish pounds of cocaine. So maybe it's two-ish pounds to know, of cocaine. I found one of these for sale You've been in browsing Florida. for Ferraris for sale? Well, I'm looking at it. I just Googled it, okay. and I'm looking right now. 15,000 miles, so low mileage, mm-hmm. only $84,000. That's a steal. Huh. I say, that's a, that's I not say a bad deal. Stone. Go for it. Dude, should I? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, hey, heads up, everyone. The podcast ads have been better than you think. Stone can afford a Ferrari. <laughs> um, I don't need a car. I already have a car. That'd be wasteful of me. You're right. Um, so I'm not going to buy it. Good call. But That's the only reason. Yeah, that's the only reason. I don't need it. Right. <laughs> don't need it. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I only have one parking spot at my apartment complex. So that's why I can't buy this Ferrari. Good call. Nice. So they get the package. They go back to their cars. <laughs> As they do, everybody else shows up. And by everybody else, I mean the three surviving members. Yeah. Which are the two old dudes, and I believe one of the dads. Who are- no, both of the dads are dead. One of <laughs> Smash Mouth. What, the one guy whose teammate's dead, and he's not, has to be just tore up right now, right? <laughs> he has to be so sad that oh, he also, just watched his good friend die. <laughs> what was the team aspect of this? I mean, what did that matter at all, by the way? I think they just are friends. I don't know, dude. I, are they looking for two drivers? I have no clue. Yeah, there, they never really no explained it. at all. Uh, why wouldn't he just take the best two drivers if he needed two? I don't know because, yeah, Brian and Roman showed up as a team. We can only assume that the two dads with matching muscle cars were a team. We don't even know that the other four were in teams. We just grouped them together no, by think, who they're No, no, I think the guy to. said that they were teams. I think he said grab your teammate or something like that. Did we just make up the Regardless, team thing? I, maybe okay. <laughs> we might have cool nice okay anyways uh the rest of the cars show up uh the two muscle cars and the yellow viper and um brian holds up the package saying suck on this idiots we already got it and then the the man bund old man uh, pulls out his gun <laughs> he does yeah so their response to that is um three of us have already died on the fucking interstate what's two more guys to win this what's contract. two more we already don't like these two because they're different than us yeah we might as well kill these fucking losers. we might as well kill them later losers um, uh give us the package they're thinking but they do not uh they do not get a chance to commit a murder they don't get a chance um, because the other cops that were worried about those two running away earlier come into the impound lot and Brian is extremely surprised that police show up to the impound lot that they broke into several minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. They're shocked that the cops are there, but they are committing a crime. And they have just wreaked havoc on miles of a Florida interstate. Um, three people are dead. <laughs> yeah, Brian's flabbergasted that cops showed up after a high-speed uh, three... Three people slain, high-speed chase through the interstate, ending in police headquarters. 
And Brian yeah, is he confused is... why cops are there. Yeah, he's shocked and flabbergasted an that the police would show up. What an idiot. And then and then Roman says, hold my uh, beer. I'm going to be a bigger idiot. Gets out his gun and starts shooting at the cops. Uh, yeah, he does. I'm not sure how he's going to justify that later on. Yeah, he's a pol- he's working for the police. The police show up when they're doing undercover business, and his best thought is, "I guess I better just pop some pop some shots into their police car." Yeah, I'm sure that'll go over well. Yep, with the police station that I'm working for. Yeah, and then he just leaves. So again, Roman continues to be the dumbest character. One of the worst criminals somehow. of all time. Yeah. Yeah, horrible criminal, even worse cop. No, go figure. <laughs> yeah, he's not a good cop. That's for that's for sure. And then that's where it ends. Sure does. We uh, don't know uh, if he, how they get away, or what happens, or what's in the package. We all gotta, we gotta wait box? until next week. Um, gotta wait till next week. Stone. All the criticism aside, I am dying to know what's in this package. Yeah, me too. We've it's there's been a lot of build up. Uh it better be worth it because three at least three people have lost their lives trying to secure it. So My honest guess is like a pair of socks and the guy just is doing it for a test, by the way. A bit of a bit of a joke. Yeah. And he's going to be like callous about it. That's my real guess. That's probably where this movie's going because that seems like something they'd write. Mhm. Mhm. It's going to be something silly, a bit of a goof. Yeah, and then we're going to get a big confrontational scene between Brian Rowan and the cops as to what do you think you're doing, and then Brian says, we had to do this, do you want to catch him or not? And then they're going to be allowed to continue the case. (laughs) Guard, you're you're really smart. I think you might have... Never seen the movie. You might be smart enough to predict this movie. (laughs) Thanks, man. It's a very, very dumb movie. Really appreciate that. Um, but that's it. Um, guard. Yes. Before we wrap things up, do you have any other stuff you want to sprinkle in here? I do. I have another stuff that came out on the day of this recording, so you can see when we record it if you're so inclined. Just today, um, I'm going to do a, a charity shout out because I think it's really cool what's going on today with YouTube. Okay. YouTube stars Mark Rober and Mr. Beast, uh, along with like a thousand other creators, and now a thousand and one because. <gasps> The Fast 5-Minute Podcast is a creator. Thank you very much. Launched <laughs> this project called much. Team Seas, which is a continuation on Team Trees from two years ago. They set up this I do website. Team Trees. Yeah, exactly. They set up this website now for teamseas.org, and every dollar you donate will remove one pound of trash from the ocean. We'll remove one ocean for every dollar. Is that what you said? One pound of trash. One pound of trash. Oh, okay. From the well, ocean. Nice. I hear um, word on the street is there's too much trash in the ocean. So is that why they're doing this? Yeah, that's correct, Stone, yes. Okay, cool, cool. It all it all is checking off the boxes and it makes sense to me. I'm going to go ahead and say the Fast 5-Minute Podcast has donated $10 to that. Oh, well, shout out to the Fast 5-Minute Podcast for making that Donation, we'll have to write it off when we do our taxes. Don't worry, Stone. It came through my bank account. <laughs> oh, great. But I wrote Which it in our the... name on the website. <laughs> great. I love to see it. Uh, so Guard, I don't know. I don't like cool. you making business decisions without my consent. Stone, it was my $10. <laughs> I, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> what I'm trying to impart on you is none of our <laughs> ad money went to this. It was my money, and I wrote our name oh, down. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can spend your money however you want. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> anyway, teamseas.org. It's pretty cool. Hey, shout out. Yeah. Uh, what do you have is for that, other stuff, that Stone? Uh, that's all I have. Well, stuff. sorry, Stone. One second. I'll just tell you a quick update. I'm just really, I mean, this is a really cool thing. I, I'm actually legitimately passionate about this because I think it's really neat that creators are all like doing this together. Yeah. No, it's cool. I remember the team trees and they raised a shit ton of money and planted a shit ton of trees. Yeah. So this launched at like... <laughs> 3 p.m. today guess how much money they've raised Ooh, 3 p.m. today i'm gonna say um 250,000 2.1 million <laughs> oh yeah that's what i like thank you for, for guessing seas, low, baby. by the way because it blows when someone makes you guess and they do oh, over dude. your amount it's and you know I, i'm not just doing it to 
to uh, fulfill the guest. I'm doing it for the show, so that's my uh, my podcaster coming out. Nice. Alan yeah, Walker donated. Shout out. $100,000. Holy fuck. Yeah. He's a DJ in Norway. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. What a cool dude. Anyway, Stone, what's your other stuff? Um, uh, two things. One, I just want to say we finished watching and the series. The last episode came out for uh, Only Murders in the Building. Nice. Um, I talked about it earlier. Please Everyone go watch it. it. It's great. In. It's on Hulu, and it's lovely. That's all I'm going to say about that, because I already talked about it. T- thing number two that yeah. I'm uh, uh, halfway through is the show Righteous Gemstones. Guard, have you heard of the, this show? I have. I've heard it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's on HBO. Shout out um, for that one. Sh- uh, shout out to um, my sister for letting me use her HBO Max. Shout out. Uh, and it's starring Danny McBride and um, Adam Devine, where they're the like kind of shitty sons of a mega church pastor played by John Goodman, and also um, uh, Walter Goggins is in there as mm. their crazy uncle, and it's a fucking hilarious, very well made show. It's by the same people that did um, the Foot Fist Way and awesome. Vice Principals and Eastbound and Down, so it's uh, great. And I would recommend. I'm like halfway through the first season. That's awesome. I like that. And I'm really liking it. Cool. Hell yeah. And that's it. Okay, Stone. Well, that's all the time we have. But as always, hold matches till cold. Be sure to drown all fires. Crush out smokes dead out. Crush all smokes dead out. One time my mom lit a fire in a house because she put coals in a paper bag. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a good week. <laughs> See ya.